Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Well, Monday Night Football to the Dallas Cowboys, and I think we should just go big picture on this game, not little picture. The NFC East was terrible last year. Nobody in the division had a winning record. Alex Smith came in the last month and a half of the season and just given him some competent quarterbacking, despite his horrific injury history. He got Washington into the playoffs. But Dak Prescott was hurt most of the year. He got hurt early. Good thing he was my fantasy football quarterback. He's back now. He's the best quarterback in a division by a wide margin, and they had to win that division. Cowboys are 2-1. and one. They just put up 40 on the Eagles, and nobody else in that division has a winning record right now. Everybody's 1-2 and two or 0-3. Oh <clears throat> so if you're the Cowboys, you ought to be a playoff team. You ought to win that division. Right now, going forward, I got the Cowboys penciled in for one of the seven starts, seven uh, playoff spots, and where do they start in the seating? That's the only key. You know, they're going to be the... Uh, fourth best division champ are they going to be the second best in a bad division with six games that they ought to win can they get to one and get a bye i don't know and you know obviously the bigger question can dak prescott stay healthy because if he gets hurt then they're going to go like they went last year but great start for the cowboys win two of the first three rest of the division struggling it looks good early for them all right, there's the, uh, there's the NFL news. The, um, the big story Monday, the Jazz training camp. It's open. They are now in Las Vegas. They're going to train for three days. Everybody's taking trips. And you don't want to be the stuck-in-the-mud, fuddy-duddy old team that doesn't go anywhere and just stays in Salt Lake. So uh, Locke told us there were three teams in San Diego. I saw that Houston went to the Bahamas before camp for a team-building exercise. I wouldn't mind if someone at Channel 2 loaded up a bunch of us and we went to the Bahamas for a team-building exercise. I'm also open to any of the Hawaiian islands. Oahu, Hawaii, Kauai, Maui, Molokai. I'll give Molokai a shot. I don't know. Why not? Um, so they get that. And I do wonder, and I, I got to say, and we don't know, and there's no media down there. Um, there's no media. Um, but is there going to be some access for some high-end sponsors in Las Vegas? Uh, is there some business to this trip in addition to putting the team down there? I am curious about all of that. All right, let's get to the uh, players. Uh, Rudy Gobert meeting with the media. And Rudy clearly would like some touches offensively when other teams go small to punish that guy. Um, you know, How much better is he going to be? Uh, what kind of confidence does he get from the Olympics? How has he improved? And then also... Uh, not much of an offseason for Rudy. <clears throat> Is that a factor? Just a couple of the topics he hits with the media. Here's Rudy Gobert. What was your Olympic experience like? And specifically, one thing specifically, the way that when you posted, you know, and Evan and, and the guards, they threw you the ball. And if you dropped the pass, they threw you the ball again and again and again. Is that something that you can translate to, 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 to this season with, with the Jazz? I mean, first off, it was a great experience, you know, for us. Um, you know, just the group that we had, uh, you know, being able to go there and, you know, just enjoy it and, and at the same time try to be the best team we could be. So it was a, it was really fun. Uh, came a little short from the goal, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really happy of the way we, we, the mindset that we had and how we played. And uh, regarding the, 
the posts and stuff. It's it's part of the game. I mean, there's gonna be mistakes, uh, but allowing me to make those mistakes and keep trusting me was you know really huge for us. And uh, it was fun. You know, it was just fun to be able to uh, yeah just get involved and involve my teammates. You know, I was finding my teammates on cuts, uh, and then I was able to put a lot of pressure on defense and. Uh, it was great for us. Coming off of the silver medal, what's your motivation? Like, does it change? I mean, does it feel like you've accomplished a huge thing in your career, or do you want to build off it? Uh, I mean, I, I'm not super, super, super satisfied with the silver medal. I'm, I'm really happy of the experience, and uh, obviously, what we did for the country, I think, was huge for the game of basketball uh, in France. So. It was great, uh, but uh, no, I'm, I'm excited to be here, and uh, you know, and we have bigger goals: winning a championship, and and uh, I hope one day also I'm be able to hold that gold medal too. Obviously, you didn't get a lot of downtime this offseason. Do you think that'll hurt you going into this season? I got some downtime. Uh, I was able to, you know, take some downtime, then get back to work, get ready for the Olympics, then. I got a little bit of downtime after the Olympics and uh, and then went back to work and I was in Paris and, you know, doing a lot of stuff outside the court too. But uh, I'm feeling great. You know, I'm feeling uh, recharged and I'm excited. After the Clipper series, obviously, everyone was just kind of extremely frustrated, right? And, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering, like, now that you've got the benefit of multiple months of looking back on that series and kind of what happened, what do you think about it now and kind of what lessons do you take for that I mean, it was a mix of a lot of things, uh, the injuries and, you know, you got to also give credit to the Clippers. We, we, we really played great. I mean, they had other guys that stepped up and, you know, they played really good basketball. And, uh, you know, it just motivates you, just motivates you to get better, uh, and uh, individually first, and, and of course as a team. And I think we all had time to reflect uh, and see what can we do so that doesn't happen again, pretty much. Yeah, the question is, what can you get better at? What do you want to get better at, both individually and as a team? I mean, for me, it's uh, uh, just keep, you know, keep building uh, on both ends and, and offensively, uh, I mean, teams uh, should be able to switch and it's on me to uh, give the confidence to my teammates and my coach to put me in a position when I can punish these teams and not just by rebounding. So, you know, it's uh, this summer was great for that. You know, I try to really use the Olympics to, uh, you know, get better at that. And Team USA was actually switching too. So it was a... It was great, you know, just great, uh, great learning experience. And, you know, it's all about using the, those tough losses to get better. How much encouragement about, you know, you guys being able to take that next step this, this coming season? What, what is the beginning? What gives you encouragement that you guys are going to be more capable of taking that next step this coming season? I think it's just our, our mindset. You know, we, we have a lot of young guys that just want to, want to win first of all and I want to keep getting better and you know everyone wants to get better and you know we've been doing that over the last since I've been here over the last eight eight nine years so it's uh yeah it's all about you know coming in with the right mindset uh support one another you know make each other better and uh 
I think great things can happen. How important is this season for you guys as a franchise, as an organization? I mean, we, we really feel like we have an opportunity to to do something special in the next few years. And we know that, we know that those windows, uh, yeah, if you don't get that many of those windows in, in your career, so it's a great opportunity for us to, uh, no matter what happens, to really uh, try to be the best we can be. And, and uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to, you know, after all those years of, you know, losing, learning, losing, learning, being uh, part of a group that wants to do something even even better, it's, uh, it's exciting. How do you sort of balance over the last few years of seeing the, the first round and the second round a few times now? How do you balance being frustrated, not being able to get past that, but also using it as motivation? I mean, it's just about, you know, like it's, it's only a few, sometimes it can be one game that just flips, makes a difference between you going to the, to the Western Conference Finals or losing in the second round. So it's, it's, like I said, you know, it's all about having that mindset of just getting better and better and keep enjoying it, you know, and see what happens. Was it a difficult decision for you to get vaccinated? Um, I took my time. You know, I took my time. Um, I didn't want to, you know, be pressured by it. And, you know, talk to a lot of people, waited a little bit, and when I felt like it was time, I did. Nice to have the whole team. I mean, does it just make things easier going into the season? Uh, I mean, regarding all the protocols, yes. You know, I think uh, I think it's a. I still think it's a personal choice, and no one should be pressured by doing it. But. Uh, it's cool that we, we know we have the, the whole group uh, and that we, everyone is really making sure that, you know, we're not making that a distraction for the team. And uh, it just shows, you know, it just shows that we're ready to uh, try to accomplish something together. What made you decide after waiting to eventually? Uh, like I said, you know, I think it's personal and, you know, everyone's different. Uh, I did my research, talked to a lot of people, and you know, I did what I had to do. What does Hassan Whiteside do differently than you? And, and are there things you guys can learn from each other? Um, I mean, he's a really good player, to be honest, and I've, I've watched him over the years. Uh, you know, he can really impact games in unique ways, and, uh, and uh, he can really change... Uh, change the game just by his presence and his instinct and uh, on both ends you know, offensively I think he puts a lot of pressure on the rim and and he got good hands he can finish and you know like I said with, with all girls uh, I think it's going to be tough for the defense to to stop that that pick and roll and, and stop him on the balls too so that's great and defensively you know he's really one of I mean there's not that many players that can uh, completely change the game by just their presence and uh, altering shots, blocking shots uh, defensively. So, um, I'm excited. After the way you guys went out against the Clippers, did you come away feeling more like injuries played a big part and had those not happened, you couldn't have gone further? Or, or did you come away feeling like the changes that were made this offseason were, were kind of necessary changes for you guys to go further? I mean, I think it's, you know, just like every year, we try to look at 
what do we need? What can we, what can really help us to maybe take a step uh, forward and, you know, and uh, the front office is, is, is really, uh, you know, making those decisions. And, and uh, I think we, you know, we got some guys that can really help us. And, you know, we, we saw that uh, we needed to, to get a little better defensively, uh, uh, especially in the playoffs. And we, I think we got some guys that can really uh, help us do that and help our team. All right, there is Rudy Gobert, and we're going to hear from Donovan Mitchell later in this hour. But coming up next, BYU head coach Kalani Sataki as BYU looks ahead to Utah State. Stay with us. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. Huh! Huh! The Aggies welcome in BYU to Maverick Stadium for another chapter in their long rivalry with the Cougars. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch all the play-by-play action, beginning with the Aggie pregame show Friday at 6 on 1280 AM with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. BYU and Utah State, Friday night. Utes have a bye week, so this is the big game. This is it. All eyes on it, CBS Sports Network. Friday night in Logan, 4-0 BYU, 3-1 Utah State. Now, Blake Anderson was on with us yesterday. He said that Boise State, of the first four opponents, was the most talented opponent they played. And he says once you widen that to five teams, look at BYU on tape, he says they will become the best team Utah State has played. And obviously they're going to have to execute better because they moved the ball against Boise State, but they couldn't finish, they couldn't score points, and... Ultimately, they get beat 27-3, to but they gave away, depending on how you want to look at it, 10, 14, or 17 points. We can sit here and rationalize all that away. Um, and they should have scored more. You know, don't, don't have a kick blocked. Don't miss a kick. Don't throw a pick at the goal line. All that kind of stuff. Uh, so he remains, Blake Anderson remains optimistic. Kalani Sataki's take on this game, here he is. Just really looking forward to this week. This game against Utah State. And um, a rivalry game that we're looking forward to and, and missed last year. So I'm happy that we can get this game going and uh, had some really cool um, interactions with, with Blake. Uh, and I, I see what he's doing as a head coach and, and the way he's getting his players to play. They've, they've added some new faces to the roster, but I uh, see a lot of familiar ones as well. So they've uh, been impressed with what I've seen on film, the way they play the game and, and Get a lot of explosive athletes. Um, have a lot of respect for the fan base too. So it'll be, it'll be a fun game to go up there, up in Logan, and, and uh, on a Friday night. And um, looking forward to the game. But um, you know, we'll, we'll see how our prep goes this week. Uh, we're shorter day, just like they are. So uh, we'll have to, this is a new one for the season. But uh, everyone will have to make adjustments, and we'll have to just get ready with a, a day less of prep. Okay, thanks, Coach Jared. Kalani, what did you learn as you went over the film, particularly about the defense? You talked about it after the game, but what did you learn about uh, about the defense, what needs to, to change moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I, I was really, you know, I think a lot of guys were disappointed after the game. Um, just 
wanted to have better results, especially on the defensive side in the second half. And after watching the film, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited. Um, even though there are a lot of mistakes made, uh, I was really excited because the effort and the energy was there. And I, I saw a lot of guys just pressing, trying to do too much. And when, when, when the moment was uh, came their way, there's certain guys made mistakes, but it's, it's a very fixable thing. So I, I'm, I'm excited to get, get to work today and get to practice and, and get those things fixed. And everyone just has to do their 111th, and the, the big play will come their way uh, when it's within their assignment and their technique. And so uh, I saw a lot of guys pressing, a lot of guys trying to be – trying to make plays and that that's because they care so much, but I think they just need to be a little bit more disciplined in their assignments. And, um, and, uh, you know, we can always improve with our technique. I can always get better and, and focusing on the fundamentals of the game. But I saw a lot of guys really trying hard um, and probably a little, trying to do everyone's job rather than just doing their, their one eleventh. So we can focus on that, um, be a little bit more disciplined within our assignments. I, I, I feel really comfortable with, with, uh, us being in a better position for, for more success. I also wanted to ask, of course, for an injury update, you had a bunch of guys banged up and I know you guys go over that. So just any updates you can give us there. Yeah. Uh, as for now, nothing, um, uh, done, no, nothing out for the snow and out for the season. So we're still evaluating some, some injuries. Uh, we'll be, uh, we'll add some guys that, that didn't practice, uh, that could have gone in the game last week, but didn't practice as much. And I'm not going to play a guy in the game if, if they didn't really have a lot of practice time. And so we'll add um, those guys to today. They'll be able to practice and participate and, and get ready for that Utah State game on Friday. Um, other than that, I think only one that would be highly doubtful is Caleb Christensen, and, which is sad because he's, he's from that area. And, and uh, I was looking forward to going back home. So and performing in front of his family and friends out there. But uh, that's the only one that's highly doubtful for now. Okay, Mitch, we'll have you go next, and then uh, Jay Drew. Yeah, Kalani, from your uh, film study over the weekend after the game, uh, you know, you had to dig into the depth due to some of those injuries. Who were some of the players that uh, you were impressed with, uh, their performances stepping in in a moment's notice? Well, there's a lot, there's a lot of good things I saw from, from so many different people. Um, but we, we still improve. We can, we, I don't know if I can name one person that did it, uh, a lot of things, right. But you probably know the names. I thought Pivot Tadavasa did some good things. Um, you know, uh, Gabe Summers is always a guy we can rely on. And, and so there's a lot of guys that stepped up, um, our own, uh, Toyota Mariners, another one. Um, I'm looking at the D line because that's where we're, we're missing, um, Batty and missing uh, um, Nysa. So I thought Caden Haas did a great job up front. And, um, you know, I think we put Zoe down there at the nose part a little bit. So we, we have a lot of guys that we can move around. And, um, you know, it's nice to have depth, but, but we, want, we, want our, we, want, we want all our guys to be able to participate. So hopefully this week, I know we'll be deeper and we'll have more guys that, that can contribute. That's what we're looking forward to getting that done. But uh, those are some of the guys that come to mind. I think we had some some safety step up, and we moved Chaz around a little bit. So Ammon Hanneman came in, made some plays, and, and it was good to see George Udo get some reps too, uh, coming back from his injury. So we've added some depth in some places, but 
uh, hopefully we can add some more with, with guys returning back to the field. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, looking at ahead of this week against Utah State, I, I think this is the only trophy game the program plays annually. Do you have the the wagon wheel prominently displayed around the football offices for players to see to to buy into you know the annual rivalry each year? Yeah, we we have the wagon wheel here, so I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if we got the beehive boot or anything like that, but um, we're gonna go play the game. I, I don't. <laughs> that wagon wheel's heavy, man. I'm not. I'm not really. But at least you can roll it. But I, I don't know. I just want to get the guys to play the game. And right now, I'm focused on them being assignment sound rather than than worrying about what trophy we get after. Kalani, I I wonder if you can give us a Keenan Ellis update, just due to the kind of unusual circumstances with him and his injury. Yeah, we're, we're still hopeful. I mean, it's, it's a it's a day to day type of deal for for him. Um, he's doing better. He's he's present. He's he's at practices and he's at the games. And, and so we're still in the same situation now where we're not sure if he's going to be able to be available this weekend. Um, but um, probably find out in the next couple of days if he can participate. I just have a hard time playing a player if. if they haven't really had enough practices under under the belt to, to go into a game. Then I wanted to ask you about the offensive line. Uh, Joe Tukulov, who I think got a start, uh, and then Harris Lachance went out. Just how do you feel like they've performed in, uh, this season based on the expectations? Yeah, I thought they did some good things. I, I thought uh, Joe came in to some good things uh, at guard and – you know, he and, and Connor Pay have, have had kind of a little bit of rotation there. Um, we, we saw Campbell Barrington come in, in and, and uh, fill in for Harris when Harris was, was banged up. And then, you know, we were expecting Harris to, to make a recovery and, and, and be with us this week. But uh, it's nice to know that we can count on some of those guys to be in there. And I know um, Coach Funk is working on on the depth and he's trying to get, get guys developed as quickly as possible. There's some young guys that – we were really excited about, but, um, you know, we're still, it's still a work in progress. So, uh, in the meantime, we're, we're really thankful for the guys that are, that are out there that are playing that have some experience and hopefully just keep developing these guys as we go along. There's a lot of promising young O-linemen that we're really liking, even on, on our scout team and stuff. They're giving us a great look. And, uh, and I have to say we're pretty deep there. We're just very young. Okay. Let's go to uh, Jared Lloyd and then Matt, Mitch after that. Lonnie, I wanted to ask a technique question. I talked to Pepe about it after the game, and it seemed like guys a lot of times would take some bad angles and end up just lunging and and missing tackles in the game. How do you address that technique-wise so they're taking the right angles, being in the right spots? What what needs to happen there? Well, probably just need to realize that you're going against a really good quarterback that can run. Uh, Those athletic quarterbacks, I'm sure – uh, I don't know how many times you can practice that in, in a game other than taking a fast guy that can run around and beat you in angles. And so uh, I think I think I'm looking at all, all the players that do it. Michael Vick did that a lot to a lot of people. Steve Young did it. Um, Kyler Murray did it. And so I think this this uh, young man from South Florida, Clinkett, is a really good player. He's just he's a, he's a lot quicker and faster than people think. And so. That's that's part of it, but the other part is you're taking better angles, but it's not like the angles were in question, you know, the weeks before. 
So we just got to keep working on it and being a little bit more um, aware of the type of athlete that we're going against. And then, you know, we're, we're going to be tested again with Utah State. They have, they have a couple of really cool, uh, athletic quarterbacks. So, um, and they've shown that they can create um, on, their, on their legs as well. So hopefully we'll learn something from uh, last weekend to, to this weekend. Uh, Kalani, uh, just one, since no one's asked you yet, uh, what's the uh, uh, the likelihood Jaron's available to play this week? Yeah, I think Jaron will be available. We'll, we'll see how it goes in practice. That's, that's, uh, we, we work off of what we can get in practice and then make it a final decision when we get closer to game time. So regardless of the position, uh, if a guy is able to practice, then we have to go with who we think um, will give us the best opportunity to, to, to win and also – what's right by the players. And so we have guys that are always competing and, and definitely uh, trying to find um, reps on the field. And so that, that happens in practice. And so he'll be, he'll be practicing today. If, if that helps your, your question. Thanks. Uh, and then one, one last thing for me, uh, you know, you, you in, with independence, you guys face so many different type of schemes and styles uh, is from what Blake Anderson does with Utah state early on. Is there, maybe a, a team that when you see them on film that they kind of remind you of and their schematics or what they do uh, on the field that you can draw some maybe parallels to? Yeah. I mean, they, they can do a lot of different things. That's the things is, um, you know, you look at, at Blake's past and then where he's been and what he's done as a coach. And then I think they they could do a lot of different things from what we're seeing right now. It's, it's, um, very similar to what, what we could see with UCF um, and some other program. But I, I think they can do a lot of different things, too. They do a little bit of QB run game. Um, you know, they, they have two quarterbacks that, that give them unique skill skill set, and so you have to be ready for both of them. But uh, I've been really impressed with how they how they, they utilize their, their talents and their, and their strengths. I think they have a physical big low line, and backs that can really – you know, run the ball downhill and can create in space. And then they have some really athletic, explosive athletes that wide out and at tight end. So it's it's a it's a difficult matchup. Um, I mean, obviously, look at the stats. They they've uh, they've gotten they've been able to gain many yards and, and and have a lot of explosive plays against some really good teams. And um, I think last week was a little different where they weren't able to capitalize on it. But you look at the yards and and how they've been able to move. I think that's you know, listening to, to what they, they, they're talking about, that's not their normal offense. And so I think they're looking to get back to the normal offense. We're looking to get back to our normal defense and be a good matchup. And then for defense, they have tons of pressure. They, they do a lot of really good things on defense for sound. They tackle well. And so be a good matchup. I, I think, I think uh, overall um, in all three phases, uh, us against them, it's going to be, it's going to be a good, good matchup and a good game. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Got time for a few more questions. Let's go with Jackson, then Jake, then Sean. Hey, Coach. Obviously, been without Jake Oldroyd three of the four games this season. We were just hoping for an update on him, and then also your thoughts on Justin Smith and his performance this year filling in so far. Yeah, Jake's. Uh, we're still working to see if he can get healthy. That's that's the main thing. And um, you know, as we work closer to it, we we have someone like Justin that we can count on, that we can count on. And we have also, um, you know, Justin Smith working on our kicking game. We have Cash Peterman that's also there that's working on his kicking game as well. So our guys, uh, you know, are thankful that 
that um, Ed and Gavin got our our, our uh, special teams in order, and we feel good about our, our staffers and our holders. So uh, I feel like we have a really good punter, and um, we're just going to keep working with it. it. It's it's injuries are difficult, you know. So we're hoping to get Jake back as soon as possible. In the meantime, Justin has done a good job filling in um, this last game, and the, they didn't really like the low kick on the field that was blocked, but. Uh, Nobody was perfect, and we're, we're looking to get better. I, I've seen him kick better than that, and um, give, him, give him another chance if Jake's not able to go. Kalani, excuse me. When it comes to defending a system that plays two different quarterbacks, how difficult is that for you to prepare your guys to face two different styles? Well, the styles are different, but both can do what the – I mean – I mean, they, they both throw the ball well and they both can run. So it's, 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 uh, it's not like the identity all of a sudden shifts and changes. I think both can make plays. What I've been re impressed with is that they, they, um, both teams, uh, both quarterbacks can, and can lead a comeback. And though they've been down before and they've been able to fight back in the games. And, um, so you, when you watch the film, it's not like one does one thing only and the other does the other. They, they both can run, they both can, can, can throw. So, and then you surround them with some really good talent uh, on, on in their in their skill positions in the physical line. I I think they're they look really good. I I, I like what I see when I'm watching them on film. So uh, we we know it's it's a difficult matchup, and, and we're just we're, we're we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, Coach, I, I can't believe we've gone this long without talking about the fact that uh, this is your first true road game of the year. You touched on it a little bit, obviously not leaving the state of Utah still. And I would argue this is your first actual road game as well with how that crowd was down in Las Vegas. Just what are you guys doing to kind of prepare for a, a true road environment? And obviously, you know how hostile Utah State fans can be and kind of the atmosphere that they create up there. Are you guys doing anything different in, in practice this week to kind of simulate that and prepare for it? Because it has been a while since you faced a, a true road crowd, like the one you'll see probably on Friday night. Yeah, we'll, we'll deal with some noise stuff. I mean, that's, everybody does that and we'll work, we'll work on our, uh, on communicating and, and, uh, and I, I don't think it's uh, anything that you really focus on too much. That's part of playing football is that you play on the road sometimes and, we, we have some guys that played on the road and we have some guys that, on our team that are new to it. So it'd be a really cool experience for all, for all of those guys and for all of the coaches. So I, um, we have a lot of respect for Utah State and their fan base, their, their student section. I understand they put in our bench in front of the student section. So it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. I, um, you know, we, we, we like to feed off of the energy in every arena that we play in. And so even if it's some negative energy, it's energy all the same. So we're going to do our best to play the game and have fun with it and, and appreciate the fact that we get to play college football with fans, whether they're ours or not. You know, we'll, we'll have representation there. I'm pretty sure of it. And, um, but, you know, at the same time, we, we look forward to the, to the matchup and the, the difficulty of being in, in, in another uh, team stadium. So that, that, that's the fun part of the game. There's BYU football coach Kalani Sataki. When we come back, Donovan Mitchell with the media. Stay with us. It's game week for the Cougars. 
when I break it down, down, down. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. Kalani Sataki and BYU take their undefeated record to Logan for a showdown against the Aggies. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch all the play-by-play action beginning with a Cougar preview show. Friday at 6 on 97.5 FM with the post-game show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're a third of the way through the college football season. Most teams have played four of their 12 games. But basketball is here. Jazz held their media day, which is now content day, and took off to Vegas. And they are now in Vegas for three days training. Before they took off, Donovan Mitchell with the media. Here's the Jazz star. How in, uh, important is this year for you guys as a as a franchise? Um, I think it's I think it's a big year. I think this is in my five years. I think this is probably one of the uh, one of the biggest for us. I think after. You know, the performance we had last year in the regular season, you know, the work we've put in and obviously coming up short. Um, obviously, you know, we weren't as healthy as we wanted to be, but, you know, I think this is a big year for us just as a whole because, you know, we're not not going to sneak up on anybody. You know, um, last year, you know, we weren't necessarily everybody's everybody's eyes, you know, top eight. You know, now we're here and people see us as that. And it's for us, it's we got to continue to do what we do, but come out with a fire and a hunger uh, and an edge that we've Really, I can't say we've had before, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just feel like on an even other, on a higher level, um, and I think that's something that you know we we all understand. We, we put the work in this summer. We're going to continue to do it through training camp and throughout the season. Uh, speaking of the work this summer, how much were you able to do just with having to deal with the rehab and the ankle recovery? Um, I was able to. Do, I was able to do a good amount. Excuse me. Um, I think you know I took probably three weeks of not doing anything, no basketball, no rehab, and just giving my body time to just relax. I think that was big for myself. Um, I think that was really a good decision for me because it helped me when I got back to it. You know, that that fire, that hunger I was talking about, when you're away from something for so long that you love, it's that you come back and you're ready, you're determined, you're ready to go. And, you know, I was able to to go down to to Miami and work with my my team. And I think that was something for me that I was uh, able to accelerate my process and, you know, get back to being who I am. You good now, one hundred percent. Yeah, good to go. The offseason acquisitions has this team gotten better in your mind? Yeah, show it on um, the court, obviously. Yeah, I think so. I think we we've we've addressed a few things. I think the big thing we saw in the offseason was defensively we needed you know some different looks. You know, obviously we're all going to get better in our individual selves, the guys who are, who are coming back. But you know, I think you know bringing in Eric, who's a dog, um, Rudy Gay, a veteran who can switch one through five, who can shoot the three ball, Hassan Whiteside, and you really don't need to speak about Hassan. We understand what he brings as far as rim protection. You know, um, I think you know he's he's a defensive anchor as well as having Rudy. And I think that's that's fantastic um, uh, for us. And I think we 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 are better, but we got to go out there and prove it, and got to go out there and, and do it. When the series against the Clippers ended, you mentioned like that was going to be something you were thinking about all the time. The grocery store line, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you like because I I know even when we got to the end of last season, mm-hmm. we were still talking about the dentist. Mm-hmm. How long does that stick in your mind as a frustration before it turns into motivation? I think it turned. I think the frustration left. Probably when Milwaukee won, because now everybody's off. Nothing, everybody's done. 
you know, now it turned into, I mean, there's always motivation, I should say. There's always going to be motivation, but I think it turned into from frustration to now, because that kind of lined up into when I'm starting to work back to getting in shape. And, you know, now it comes into your reps. It comes into your, like, that's where that feel comes from for me. So, you know, there's still motivation from, from the Denver series. There's still motivation from all those different things because, at the end of the day, you know, we've had, you know, pretty good regular seasons and we've had some great seasons, but we haven't really gotten to, you know, the pinnacle of of the top. And the, the, so for us, it's like, how do we, and for myself, it's how do we get there? You know, and how do we continue to do that, continue to basically get in uncharted territory for a lot of us, you know, outside of a few of us on the team. And um, I think that's that's where that comes in because that's definitely what's feeling me. You know, and I, I said it after we beat, after we lost to Denver, I said, you know, I told the guys on the bus, like, look, you know, let this eat at you, you know, and I think it's the same with this, you know, whether it's you're supposed to do eight reps, do 10, like and little things like that, just kind of changing your mindset and kind of getting you to a point where you're really uncomfortable, but in a good way, you know, because you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's all that that is with us. And that's what great teams do. You know, they're able to able to adapt to different situations and able to put themselves in positions to win at a high level. What was the feeling when Mike resigned? Was it relief that you kind of knew you were going to be able to compete at that same I, high level? I kind of knew Mike was going to resign. Uh, I made the joke um, on Twitter that you know I locked him in his house like they uh, like they did with um, what's his name DeAndre Jordan. Uh, but you know I, I had a feeling, man. It was just we were, and, and I don't know if he spoke on this, but I, I, we spoke on the plane about you know what he was going to do. And, you know, I think for him, you know, he didn't say it, but I kind of felt it, you know, there's, you don't just, you know, you kind of, you, you kind of need to run it back. You know, you, you feel like we could have been, you know, playing in the finals. You could have felt like we could have won, you know, and it's easy to say that, you know, when you're removed from it, you know, obviously they put the work with those team teams out to put the work in and whatnot, but, you know, I felt like we could, we could be there, you know, and if we came back and, and ran it back and continued to work, I think we, you know, we have got willing and healthy for starters, but also continue to do what we do. I think we can get to that point, but it's a lot of work. It's not, it's not a given just because Mike resigns that we're going to be back, but, you know, it definitely puts us in a position to be there. Okay word a couple hours ago that they've changed some of the health and performance staff this year. Just kind of curious what your level of kind of comfort is with the current staff and kind of how you see that staff working together with your staff on, you know, kind of getting you ready for right. most of the staff that that's here, you know, I've known since I've been here, um, we've already started working together with my, my staff and things have been great and seamless. Um, so I'm excited. Like I said, they came into Miami. Um, when I was down there and things have been moving, moving great, you know, moving forward. And I think that's the biggest thing is just continue to make sure I'm healthy, you know, as well as the team, but myself for my own, for my own sake, I'm healthy. My ankle's good. And I think that's really it. Beyond health, what do you want to do with your game this year? Um, I think there's another level I can get to. I've said that every year to y'all, but I think, I think it's the truth. Um, I think for me, um, obviously being able to be more efficient, um, not just what's when you think of efficiency, you think of shooting percentage typically. Uh, but for me, it's, you know, turnovers, um, it's defense, you know, being able to be, when I'm on the floor, you know, your presence is felt, you know, I think that's the biggest thing for me is just being able to be a leader on, on the floor and vocal as well as being able to do it through action. And, you know, I can do it on the offensive end, but picking it up defensively um, as well, uh, I think it'd be huge. Here we talked to Justin Zag earlier, mm. and he said, that health is the most important thing, mm -hmm. especially for delivering a healthy roster to the playoffs. And that might come this season, especially after another quick turnaround, mm -hmm. um, maybe less minutes to try to conserve you guys. And some mm -hmm. guys might get more rest days, stuff like that. Right. Is that something that you would push back against or would you welcome it? 
Um, I'm all for, you know, ways to make sure we're healthy, you know, especially after maybe if you asked me last year before I got hurt, maybe my answer might be different, but understanding the importance of it and the longevity of being healthy, not just for the season, but for the playoffs as well. Um, I think I'm, I'm all for ways to help, you know, help us become as healthy and be as healthy as possible, you know, but if, like I said, if I'm feeling good and, you know, I, at the end of the day, I trust my staff, I trust our coaching staff. And I think that the great part about it is we've all worked working together. You know, it's not like, you know, here and here we're working together. And I think that's where those conversations come in and, you know, if we're comfortable, we're comfortable. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, for, for fighting for, you know, God, willing, God forbid we're fighting for the eighth spot. You know, I'm not, I'm not you know what I mean? But like, I think for us is being smart and then obviously working hard, but also being smart because, you know, it's a long journey to get to the playoffs, but now it's also a longer journey to stay there and, and be at the top and be at your best every day. So it's fair to say maybe that the late season injury might have given you a different perspective on kind of what it takes to stay healthy for that part of the season. Yeah, I think I wouldn't even just say that. I think it's given me a uh, it's, it's I think it's given me, you know, a different perspective and I'm, I've grown to be appreciative of it because it's helped me understand a lot of different things, you know, as far as on the court, it's helped me understand, you know, what I can do to be better as a, as a player, you know, what I can be better as a leader, but also understanding, like you said, like the, the health component, you know, there, we were, we were at a point where guys were at that point in the season, I believe we were at a point where guys were sitting games and do we were doing that in a sense, but I think now it's okay. You know, understanding that, look, we, we want to be, you know, the last team standing, you know, I'm not saying that we're willing to sit in five games, but you know, if it, if it's, if it's what's needed, you know, and, and that's the biggest thing, if it's what's needed, you know, it's not just like, I'm just going to, See, that's not in my DNA. That's not my personality. That's not in any of our DNA, the personalities, but understanding that, you know, the goal is to be playing into June. Um, so that that's whatever it takes to get there. How important is this that uh, the team's one more step back? How important is it? And, and what does it mean to have, you know, that not get distraction, not have that question about that, and know that, you know, guys are going to be available I think, you know, I think it's great that we're all, we're all vaccinated. I think, you know, um, I think we, we, we've, we've seen obviously on the, in, on the news of, you know, different guys from different teams, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a personal decision, but, you know, I definitely encourage not just my teammates, but I encourage people to get vaccinated so we can get past this. You know, I think that's something that's definitely, um, that's definitely um, important. But for us, I think as a team, I think it's, something that we can continue to, to, to not, sorry, not continue, but we can, we, like you said, be available. We are available and we don't have to worry about, you know, going to, I think it's New York and uh, California, right? I think those are two places that are, you know, you would be running into some issues. So I think for us is um, just being able to be there and be healthy. I think that's, and, and be able to be available. I think that's the biggest thing uh, for us. So um, I'm glad we're all vaccinated and ready to go. How important do you think seating is? Um, I think that's a good question. I think it's, I think obviously it's different now, I think than my first three years, uh, because of the play in tournament. So I think it's, it's a little different because of the play in tournament means, you know, there's, I think it's three through six. No, they're playing for like five days and then one and two don't, but you know, obviously it didn't matter because the Phoenix Suns made it to the finals anyway. But uh, I think for us, you know, you always want, want to be top two, top, top seed in the, in the West. Um, but like I said, 
the goal is to be the last team standing, you know, and there's, I don't know the, the stats behind what team is what, what team is what seed going into to the playoffs and whatnot. But, you know, I think we have the personnel to be the top team and we have to continue to put the work in. You know, I think there's going to be a, it's going to be a fight in the West. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy, uh, but whatever it takes for us to be the last team, you know, whether that's us being the one seed or the five seed, we're all pushing to be the one. We don't push to be fifth. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not here just saying like, all right, let's, let's go be the fifth seed. You know, and we know that's not the goal. The goal is to be the best team in the league. Um, but on top of that, the goal is to be the last team in the league standing too. So um, obviously we're all pushing to be the, the best team coming out of the regular season. Um, Are you, but then also win. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Are you guys at the point where – you know, the regular – I don't want to say the regular season doesn't matter, but are you at the point where you're just going to be solely judged by by, by what you do in the playoffs? Uh, I I want to say yes because that discredits a lot of the work we put in to get there, you know, I think. But I think there is a point where we've, we've shown what we can do pretty much every regular season since I've been here. We've shown what team we can be. Um, but we we gotta we gotta make this push, man. Like this, it's no secret. You know, we've my first year we had a great season. Obviously, low expectations. You know, obviously losing Gordon and, and, and things like that, being underdogs. And then our second year, we, we played the Rockets. Another underdog didn't fare well for us. And then um, the Denver series, we really didn't know who we were as a team. We Boyan wasn't there, Mike wasn't there, but we saw glimpses. And then you have last year where we saw what we could be throughout the regular season, and then we ended up not healthy. So. Um, I think for us, we this is a big year for us as far as expectations within ourselves, not even just the, the outside perspective, but just for us. Like, I think this is a year where it's like, look, man, like we, we can do this. And it's a matter of putting the work in for the full 82 uh, and then getting there for the, the final 16 wins. Like, that's 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 what we kind of – I guess you can say yes. That's going to define us. That's obviously where a lot of players are defined in their careers too, outside of the – outside of the, the team aspect. So I think for us, it's like, okay, we, we, we can be this team. We know we can do in the regular season, but playoff time, it's like, look, this is where we got to go out there and prove ourselves. Chemistry is such a big part of this team. There are some new faces you're bringing in, but to have your best friend from childhood, and how, how much does that help uh, facilitate that chemistry? Uh, man, I think it's, it's, it's great, man. You know, it's one of those things where we had the opportunity to make it happen. I was like, man, like this, it was kind of, those, it was, I didn't think it was actually going to happen. You know what I mean? I thought I was like, man, it was like one of those things like, I'll be great. Oh man, that'd be dope. But we didn't really think it actually happened. And to have Eric here, you know, obviously we grew up across the street from each other, played the same major team, same church, same everything. And they're my best friend to this day to have him on a team, on a team that's already great with chemistry, I think is, is incredible. And he's more of a, uh, excuse me, like more of a, talker than I am. <laughs> so I think that's um, that's what's going to create, you know, bring light to the locker room in, in a sense. And I think on the court, you know, he's going to be there for us, be, be a dog and, and just be, you know, a guy who's, who's there for us. You know, I think and at the same token, you know, he's in his third year, fourth year, third year, third year. Um, you know, he's still learning as well, you know, and that's where it helps having guys like, you know, Rudy Gay coming in you have Mike, you have and having the staff that we have being able to kind of facilitate and, and kind of just be there for us as a whole. You know, obviously I'm five years in too, but we're all relatively young in a sense. Uh, so for us, just kind of having that, you know, and enjoying ourselves and, and living out our childhood dream, but also taking care of business as well. Not to sound crass, but sorry, your financial situation changes significantly this year. You're not on your rookie deal anymore. How does that change life off the floor and then pressure on the floor? Um, to be honest with you, I've kind of felt that that pressure since the year two, um, to be honest with you, I think after what I 
did my first year, you know, it was kind of like an expectation, you know, it's kind of, you can go one two ways and you can have be a one hit wonder. You can take off. So I feel like as far as on the court pressure, I don't feel like it's any different. Um, I think, you know, off the floor, I'm able to obviously take care of my family. Like I said, I, I I'm blessed that I don't have to play this game again and be, and be taken care of for life. And I'm, I'm truly blessed and honored, but you know, there's more to, to it. You know, I played this game, you know, obviously to, to, to win, to be a champion, to, to be the best player and, and I could possibly be. Uh, so for me, that's, that's really what it is and help this team win. That's really my goal, but I don't think it has uh, any pressure uh, on me. There's some different personnel on the roster, mm-hmm. and it kind of, especially with Rudy Gay, gives you more of an opportunity to play some small ball five and play some different looks that you maybe haven't seen, maybe like especially last season. Mm-hmm. Are you looking forward to the opportunity to play kind of different style? Sorry, Mike's back there. But yeah, I think so. I think it definitely gives us a different look. You know, I think being able to not be schemed on one look, I think, is, is definitely helpful. Um, and then having a guy like Rudy, who's, like I said, been in the league, has been on playoff teams, play with Mike, so, you know, play one of our for, – for, so, for so many years, play with our, our point guard. Um, and then also being able – he shoots, I think, it was 42, 40% from three, something like that. Could, my numbers could be off. But I think that, that adding that dynamic, you know, at the five, I think it would be huge. Um, especially offensively, but also defensively as well. We got time for one more. What's it like uh, kind of re- re-engaging with the community or at the BYU games and just starting to open up? Are you like connecting with jazz fans and just the Utah community in general more? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I really wanted to go to that game because I've never been to a football game at BYU. Um, I've heard, you know, but things, and obviously I went to a basketball game, I think it was my rookie year, but school was out our class was out for December. So I've never really got to experience the full environment, but also bringing the new guys, you know, with me as well, being able to have them receive the love and enjoy the Utah fans and understand what their, what this environment is going to be in about, you know, a month. So I think not even a month, less than that. Uh, so I think for myself, just being able to be a part of the community, that's always one thing that I've always been, you know, I've been doing and I think I, I enjoy it. You know, it's something that, you know, at the end of the day, it's weird to say, but I'm not too far removed from college. You know what I mean? So uh, it's definitely something that, you know, keeps the child and you keeps the, the happiness going. Cause obviously this is basketball is great, but it's, it's, a, it's business. It's part of life and it becomes stressful at times. It's, it's no secret. You know, we all of our jobs, right? It's just, it is what it is. So for me, just keep being able to be, you know, Donovan Mitchell would also be like, you know, a kid in, in a sense as well. And it also, also inspire people in, with my presence as well. So that's dope. There's Donovan Mitchell with the media. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines. Stay with us.